Hello and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Kirk. I am said Kirk, Kirk Faulkner, and today I'm joined by Mr. Travis Ripley. How's it going? My name is Travis Ripley. And Travis, will you spell uh, your, your name? Uh, yeah, it's uh, T-R-A-V-E-Z. Oh, didn't see it going that direction. R-I-P-L-E-Y. So if you hit me on oh, the... Oh, it's only one P? Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I would have I would have gotten that wrong. It's believe it or not, uh, you know, it's Travis <laughs> Ripley. You could find me on the <laughs> on the gram, on the Twitter, um, on the GitHub. Um, so Travis and I have known each other. I would say, probably met you three. I mean, I probably met you right when I moved back to San Diego. About yeah, right. Three, when you came, three and a half years ago, something like that. Yeah, right. When you came back here from New York, uh, you are uh, the better half, or the worser half, or just one of the halves. <laughs> you know, why make a value judgment on it uh, of my good friend Suzanne and Gloria and Sadie and Gloria and Sadie and uh, yeah, we've just been hanging out for the last couple of years, and uh, we've had a number of very good conversations. So I'm glad to have you on the podcast. Hey, thanks. I'm all right. Glad to be here, Kirk. So I know by trade you are a, I don't want to say manufacturer, what is it? You're a... Uh, fabricator. A fabricator. Yeah, I do. makes me sound like a liar. I know, right? That's why I think it's so cool, because it basically is. I mean, fabrication is making bullshit out of something, right? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's fun. I just like making shit. Call yourself a fabricator. You have to be, you know, pretty good at logic and, and, and taking a plan to, into fruition and making it happen. That's awesome. So what kind of people inspire you? Who would you say is like your crew, you know, who you run with? I'm a collector of people, I'd say. Um, I kind of stole that term from Suzanne, but I feel it's just like that because I have friends from all over the place. I mean, right. I have friends from the world of tattooing, which are my favorite. Like, tattooers are my favorite people on the planet. I've mm -hmm. met, you know, everybody from Ed Hardy to one of the best tattooers in San Diego, um, Rob Benavides, who I used to work with, one of my best friends, um, you know, all the way over to the East Coast, you know, we have all the guys from Smith Street Tattooing, like Burt Crack and all those guys. Like, these are some of the best dudes in the game when it comes to tattooing, and I love these people. Now, you, you yourself, I don't really know how to, like, uh, measure this, but this is an audio format, so I have to tell people... Uh, I'm you, covered. You, you're covered. Like, what would you, like, do you... Do you, like, do a percentage? Like, I'd say you're, mm. like, 80, 80% 80%, of yeah. Everything except covered. for my neck, my face isn't tattooed. My neck and my face aren't tattooed. I yeah. mean, I have, like... Because those are the money makers. Yeah, I mean, I have my hands done. That's yeah. just because, I mean, I feel like, you know, those are my tools. Yeah. So I've seen a, a lot of your tattoos because we went to a Korean spa together. One oh, yeah. Time yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I got to see, got to see more than the average uh, <laughs> Joe on the street. Hey, they're, they're great looking tattoos. Hey, thanks. I got them done by some of the best dudes on the planet. So that's awesome. But, uh, you know, going along with that, uh, just saying that, you know, I have friends from all walks of life and fabricators are, you know, basically artisans. And, you know, if you're going to do something in this life, it's short. And if you can build something, you know, whatever it is, be the best. You yeah. Know? And I mean, I've tried all, ever tried everything. I mean, I worked in video games for a while. I worked, you know, I worked at a tattoo shop when I was in college at Flying Panther. You know, tattooing wasn't for me. Uh, I have a hard time sitting there. But, um, you know, I do tech. Uh -huh. I was thinking of games. That's kind of where I want to go with my life now. Like, I've, I've built restaurants and all this type of stuff. You've but, worked on some uh, big restaurants in San Diego, Yeah, right? yeah. I worked at this uh, spot called Basil Studio when we built some of the kind of the hipper restaurants around town, like Craft and Commerce, um, let's see, Born and Raised, mm -hmm. um, Raised by Wolves. Um, there's there's a couple of them, and that was a, that was a pretty cool experience. I mean, yeah. I got to, you know, I built out their CNC department, yeah. and if you don't know what CNC is, that's a computer it's numerically controlled. a music controlled. factory. Yeah, music factory. Yeah. 
and the um, jams there. Yeah, and so it, it's pretty fun. Like, I mean, I learned. No, I'm sorry. CNC is what? Uh, a, a computer numerically controlled. It's basically manufacturing, but you're using a computer instead uh-huh. of doing it with your hands. Or so whatever. that harkens back to CAD in some mm-hmm. way. Exactly. I remember exactly. CAD from sixth grade. They taught yeah. us some CAD. Yeah, it was you super had the little fun. turtle, right? Yeah. yeah, and you made him go. Yeah, and then he would turn. Yeah, yeah. And so, like you know, I, I, I find, I don't know. I mean, life's too short to be disappointed, you know. And, and, and I guess having like A D and D or whatever that I didn't know I had. I guess I had, you know, so my therapist. I got her to give me, you know, Adderall because I wanted to take yeah. it, right? But uh, she, you know, she kind of said I might have. Something like that. I just, I, I don't know. I just find the world so interesting. I'm such an inquisitive guy that yeah. it's, why not learn everything? I mean, I know that some people, it, that is kind of a lot, you know, yeah. but I feel for me, I'm just like, I just find it so fascinating. Like if that, how to make something, that's cool. How to draw something, that's cool. How to write a book, how to do a podcast, like, mm-hmm. and then, you know, get into the weird shit. I mean, life's, I don't know. It's, everything's fascinating. And I also feel like there's, there's something behind like, uh, like the curtain, you know, like the Wizard yeah. of Oz type shit. Like mm-hmm. I always feel that p- things are presented to you and not always the clearest fashion. Okay. And so I've always been curious. I mean, I ask my father all the time, be like, "What does this mean? What does this mean?" And he'd be like, "Oh," and he'd explain to me because my dad's a big car guy and we built yeah. cars and shit. And you know, I learned a lot of stuff from my dad, but you know, things he couldn't answer. He'd be like, "Get a book, go to the library." Yeah. And he'd be like, "Well." Yeah, but I'd be like, you know, yeah, there's a certain reason why they do this. Like, there's a reason why they paint things this color, or there's a certain reason why this is this and that. And so I think that kind of drove me to to kind of be an artsy person or to look things with a certain eye. So you kind of brought up two things um, that I could talk about either one, mm-hmm. probably for the next hour. Fuck it, one let's go. is like you're real big into like self teaching, self learning. Yeah. Um, I know you're like a real self directed student. Type, yeah. Like of a lot of things, I'm always talking to you. You're always like taking some new course or some yeah. new book that you you found, and and you really do get into like schools of things even yeah. more than just like an individual topic. So that's one thing we can talk about. We can talk about self teaching, self learning. That's really yeah. interesting. The other thing we could talk about is I know that you have a interest in like the esoteric. Oh yeah, for and sure. The, uh, like the the secret societies of oh, man. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. Uh, that I mean, because those both those things go hand in hand. It's yeah. knowledge, and the esoteric is the knowledge that's behind that. That I think we're you know as we say we're in the information age. Uh huh. We share that knowledge all the time. And now it's just like, you know, you've got all these old fucks that are dying off, right? And what are they going to do? Or do they want to sit there and like keep all this knowledge to themselves? Right. I mean, some people do. Some people are like, you know, they don't want to share their skills, but some people want to share that. And so it's like, if you want the world to grow, I mean, we already know we're, we're connected now because of the internet and the information age or whatever, but we're gotten to gotten to a point that if you want to figure something else out, you go to YouTube University, yeah. Udemy, any of these places, and you can figure that skill out if you're adept to that. You know. So, so a big concept of like these esoteric societies, right, is like these Gnostic, uh, like like schools. Yeah. Is that they pass on knowledge like generation to generation. Yeah. But they try to uh, they try to shroud their knowledge. Yeah. But like like there's like. Like they they have like secret rituals. Mm-hmm. They have um, really thick text that you can read it like ten times and like barely understand what yeah. you're saying. Do you think that um, your interest in like teaching yourself has something to do with your interest in these schools oh. that like pass on knowledge? As being somebody who likes to build things, 
fascinated by that stuff and just fascinated about how society works. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've always wanted to get into like masonry, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's probably one of the coolest. And when you say things. masonry, you don't mean uh, brickwork. Not brickwork. No. no, Freemasons. I don't, I think they, they call that like a free and accepted masons. I don't know all, all the terms, but right. I feel like, uh, the Masonic church, the uh, Masonic order, the, yeah, whatever it's called. I, I, I find it so fascinating. Yeah, it could be Illuminati. I mean, Adam Weishaupt. I, f- I don't know. I find it so fascinating because it's a I name mean, drop. I'll have to look up that name later and oh, then link, link link something to oh, it. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's one of those guys. That search for knowledge uh-huh. is like you're learning about yourself from the inside out, right? Like yeah. that's like the whole thing. Like when you start to go into it more. A lot of people think when they see it, they think that oh, it's like some religious thing, or whatever. I mean, it could be. Uh-huh. I mean, all religions are cool, dude. Like I. Do not turn a blind tie, blind eye to anybody who's religious. Like uh-huh. that's cool. Like you know, if if you wake up every day, you wake up as a blessing. Like that, you're you're stoked. You wake right. up in the morning, fuck, you just got another chance, dude. And being a human, you are fucking lucky. Mm-hmm. I'm cussing a lot. I don't care. That's right. But you're lucky. You are lucky. You woke up in this human form, and you get to move your mouth. And make weird noises to another human being, mm-hmm. and you're communicating, and you're you're you have a chance to do something. I mean, it, it it it's you have so much opportunity, and every day you wake up is different. It's like it's like a reset. Is that how you feel? Do you feel like you're resetting every day and and living your best life? Like, uh, is uh, what you're doing what you really want to be doing? I mean, I could probably sit up here and go work at some CNC metal working place making uh-huh. parts for fucking air, airplanes and weapons. It would drive me fucking crazy. Right. And that's the reason why I don't do it. I mean, if I had to go sit behind a machine and, like, turn knobs all day, I'd blow my fucking brains out. But some people are like that. That's good for some people. And I feel like that's, like, worth religion. Like, some people have their one religion. They go to it. They, they read their scriptures or whatever, and they're stoked. Like, And I'm stoked for them. I'm stoked that they're into that. Like, that, that makes you like pumped. That's rad. Uh, how do you feel about what, what are your feelings towards uh, Donald uh, Trump, the president of the United States? Uh, dude, I don't know, man. Like, I, I mean, obviously, me being a person who loves all humanity and all people, and me being, you know, I'm heavily tattooed, right? So I'm already uh-huh. judged upon. I mean, you know, you could have one small tattoo. You could be heavily tattooed. People think you're an asshole. You know, yeah. like, that's just how it goes. Yeah. I'm, it's like my Spuds McKenzie tattoo across yeah, my chest. Yeah. yeah, and I'm here in the most beautiful state in the nation, in the world, right. in the beautiful, most beautiful city, America's fucking finest, where you, there's no better place you, where you'd rather be, right? And I'm a, I'm a white male, uh, you know, with Anglo-Saxon, Germanic, uh, Norwegian, fucking Scandinavian heritage. So I'm blonde hair and blue eyes. I'm straight yeah. up Aryan, you know? Yeah, and, your, your race itself, just being that race is a little bit racist. Mm-hmm. Just uh, right, right there off the, the jump, but I, but in my household, we, my family's very open. My my mom was brought up Mormon. She left the Mormon church when she was eighteen. Yeah. My dad was um, Methodist and uh, Lutheran. Yeah. And so he brought that into the mix with my mom. That's how they, you know, like they I left out. the Mormon church. You left the Mormon church. We've bonded over this before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Choosing the right. And uh, <laughs> then I have like family who's like Jewish and all this type of stuff. I've, you know, yeah. obviously family who's Buddhist. And you know what? It's all rad. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm stoked for anybody who's stoked on the religion. Because if you wake up every day and you have like whatever book that you read and mm-hmm. you have a higher powder, a higher power or whatever, 
and that makes you stoked. Like I'm stoked on you. Like that's rad. Like, I mean, I understand it's idol worship or whatever, but it's, if that makes you pumped and you're going to be a good person, that's rad. But when you become like an asshole and you start judging people because they believe something different from you, you're kind of missing humanity. Right. And I feel like I learned about all these religions and I, and I was just so curious because history, it's fucking phenomenal. Right. And I think that's with the Freemason stuff, the, the whole historical thing. Yeah. Uh, that's what drew me to Satanism, I think, because all right. making our way to Satanism. Satanism. So let me ask you a question. Let me just go back in time real fast and establish your, um, your, your. We'll get back to Satanism. We'll put a pin in Satan. Throw and, your horns uh, up. So where'd you? Where did you grow up? Like, I grew up here in San Diego, in California, San Diego. Mm-hmm. Like East County. And raised. Oh yeah. Yeah, East okay. County. Like where I grew up was on the cusp of La Mesa and El Cajon, uh-huh. and so. If you were to go a little bit more east, mm-hmm. you get a little bit more rednecky. Yeah. Um. You and uh, you get into like the Santee, the lakeside, towards the Alpine. So, you, so you had a parent. You had one dad who came from. Uh, you said a, a Protestant. Yeah, like Lutheran Protestant. Lutheran the, Protestant. You had an ex-Mormon mom. An ex-Mormon mom. Um. What was the what was like the religious uh temperature in the house while you were growing up? Like, um, was it, you guys mo- not modest, mild. It was it was more of just like hey, believe in a high like mm-hmm. you know we believe in his higher power. You know, there, I mean, it wasn't like there's belief in God and this and that. We didn't have any of those like pictures on the wall of Jesus yeah. or whatever. It was just like. Check it out, dude. Like, when when did you first start getting interested in like esoteric ideas and like kind of like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just, I just I just right all, out of the gate. I just felt that there's like a always been like a presence. You just you came know? out of your mom and like they looked down and you just went why? Yeah, kind of basically. Yeah, I was like I'm curious. You know, I've always I mean putting my finger. You know, it's the first time you put your finger in an electrical socket and your hair you know turns yeah. white or whatever. It was kind of like one of those things. I've just there's just so much to first life. Of, first of many times. Yeah, yeah, right? For sure. I, I don't know. My parents, um, they weren't ever like heavily like, you know, religious. They were just like, hey, we go to church mm-hmm. and uh, we do this thing. There's this guy named God. There's Jesus. You know what? Just be a good person because there's a lot of shitty people out there. But when was the first time when you were like, like, oh, shit, man, there might be like some real stuff going on behind the scenes. Like what was, what was the thing that like kind of, what was the gateway drug into, uh, okay. I know the exact moment, the exact moment full when, on esoteric. Okay. So everybody, you know, I think all my friends I know are weird. And I think that comes from like just being into music uh-huh. and skateboarding. Right. And, yeah. uh, I got into skateboarding because I, I, I love, I've always had like a weird design, like weird kind of like art thing growing up. Like I love video games. I love just the idea of like my, my parents would always take us to art shows. They mm-hmm. would take us to like all the contemporary museums around town. And, uh, I got into music and I played in a couple punk bands and hardcore bands and I got into ska. And so we always played like reggae and soul and shit like that. house. like my mom like loved James. If Brown. you want me to go back later and edit out the part where you said you were into ska. We no, no, I'm that. getting into that. So, okay. <laughs> so I got into reggae and ska and like, you know, there's, you know, punk rocks involved in that type uh-huh. of stuff because, yeah. uh, you know, that's where punk rock comes from is reggae. Right. But, um, there was a girl at school and she like dressed kind of different. And I was like getting, you know, Scott was becoming bigger. And this was like my ninth grade year. And I was a skateboarder and I was like doing something stupid. And she told me, she's like, you're fucking immature. What the fuck is your problem? You know? Wow. And like, I thought she was going to hit me in the face. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't even fucking know you dude. Yeah. And I was, but she had like this look and her name was Leah, uh-huh. Leah Carter, I think. And 
she was a Mormon, but uh, uh, you know what I mean. But why she. Do, why do Mormons love ska? I don't know, dude. They I just think love ska. I think it's, it's like the special underwear. It's I don't crazy. know. She like I, something about her. Like I was like, yeah. what the fuck is up with this girl, dude? That was amazing. Like I've never met like I mean like you know I grew up around strong women and uh, so she just lean in and just go. Yeah, right. She's in your ear. That guy was like, oh, I love it. Yeah, I should have, but I. I'm mocking you for being into ska. I I was also into ska. It's, it's the just best one of those shit on the things. planet. I it, love it. Yeah, you still? You still? Oh, fuck yeah, I love it. Pulling out like oh yeah, listen to specials fish. all the time. Specials. I was listening That's today. Cooler yeah, like fish. so. Yeah, like there. So you know, I got into scooters, like Vespa scooters, and I and so I you know I I was about that life. Like I I lo- as I love ska to this day, I uh-huh. love Vespa and Lambretta scooters, and these yeah. are vintage Italian scooters. You're like, always telling me about some new car or uh, vehicle that you're fascinated with. You like you love vans. I yeah, know. love you vans are cool. But with the scooters, like that was like my, my first vehicle. Like I got a Vespa when I was like 15. I think it was like 15. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't ride until I was 15 15 and a half. Got my license, right? Rode on scooter rallies or whatever. So. My senior year, you know, I've been doing this shit, for, you know, since I was like 15. It was like my senior year. And uh, that's when I started like getting into like tech stuff, like 3D and website stuff. And there was this dude in my class and I used to pick on him like, cause he was like a punk rocker. And I, I was a dick, like, but you know, whatever. Like I, I talked to him one day and we used to call him Moon Man. His name was Josh. And I knew he was into like these specific type of punk rock bands, um, like Crass and um, Confront. Mm-hmm. And this type of punk rock is, uh, you know, they call it like anarcho- anarchic peace punk kind of shit mm-hmm. and uh i was like i'd make fun of be like dude you're some of those fucking vegan pussies like and yeah. i would just like throw a baloney at him or whatever and but i didn't mean to he was a funny guy like he would talk shit to me all the time like yeah. i mean i had like friends at school who were hippies like and one of my best friends to this day this girl kathy like i we'd walk across campus and she'd be like oh i'd be like hey you killed a hippie today because she, <laughs> and she and she'd be like you kill a fucking skinhead today like shit like that and she one time in class poured a whole bottle of, bottle of patchouli on me i about fucking Ooh. died for sure I but, think I can still smell some of oh yeah you. I mean hey dude today <laughs> this point in my life dude I don't mind it dude like a little I, bit yeah little, little little dab will do you yeah so but basically so this guy we became good friends and he bought a Vespa and he was like Travis like I know you know these things like the back of your hand can you come check this one I bought out and you know fix it up I'm like sure dude like no problem man like we'll figure out a trade because I was like, I was like, you're like one of those punk rockers. We can do just some DIY trade shit. Like it's cool. So I went to his pad and uh, he had like all these flyers and all these books from like Noam Chomsky and all this shit. I had no clue about I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is all this weird? I was like, this is cool, dude. Like you're into this shit. I'm like, I know this stuff too, dude. But I'm like, I don't know about the punk rock you listen to. Like, I'm like, I, I, I was like, I, I don't get it, dude. Like yeah. it's, it, I've heard like one song that was covered by one of my favorite bands or whatever. So there's nothing more high school than strongly disagreeing with somebody about a slightly different version of a genre that you use, you yourself love, yeah. but you don't love that slightly different version of that yeah. genre. And then that's where we bridged it. Like, so we sat yeah. there and I brought it together. Yeah. So we were out, we're out in his pad and his what kind of punk would you say you like? Would you like, like more like grunge, like uh, I li- punk or, I mean, I, I like most punk rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I love hardcore just yeah. because I have like brothers and sisters across this planet that are in yeah. bands and stuff. I like oi, like street punk, but from, uh-huh. you know, American stuff's cool, but I like 77, like pogo punk. Like that's the, yeah. that's the stuff I'm into. I'm, I'm into the, but I'm also into the music that influenced that type yeah. of punk rock. Like, it was, it's, it's the kind of punk rock that like the people who were into it did as much as they could to look like skinheads while simultaneously really hating skinheads. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of like a Venus flytrap for skinheads. Yeah. Like, they'd see them, they'd be like, oh, hey, we can hang out. No! 
yes, like I liked a little bit of that, but I like like the Clash. I yeah. love that shit. Like yeah. that's like one of my favorite bands. I love that era of punk rock because it was just kind of like they figured it out ish. They yeah. you know they had you know uh, Vivian Westwood like designing shit. Like it was all designer shit, but like it was a whole new thing. It was a whole mm-hmm. new era. And I lo- I mean I I got my first Sex Pistols tape when I was in sixth grade, and that shit like changed my life. Mm-hmm. But let me finish this story about this guy Josh. So I look at all these books and I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this dude? Like what is all this shit that you're into? And he's like, oh man, he's like, you don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I'm all anarchy, dude. Like, you don't want to believe in government. You're like one of those fucking guys that like hates this and hates that. Like, but you want to love people. Like, and I was like, explain it to me, dude. So we're working on the Vespa and we're over there. We're smoking this joint, you know, I had to grasp it. I had to wrap my head around it, you know? And I was like, what is anarchy and all this fucking shit that you're into, dude? Like, I mean, like, you know me, I'm like a guy who wants to go beat people up and you know, whatever, not like go out on the town, beat people up. But you know, I was into like mosh pits and hardcore dancing, angry, yeah. angry fat you had guy. some rage inside you. Yeah. So I didn't understand it. So he's like, look, dude. Yeah, he's like, he's like, look, dude, like anarchy and peace go hand in hand. And I was like, how the fuck when I've been told my whole life that anarchy and peace go hand in hand, when that's supposed to be like, you know, do whatever the fuck you want. He's like, well, that's what it is, dude. He's like, yeah. think about it like this. Like, say we live out on a farm, like on a commune or whatever. And I'm thinking hippie stuff. He's like, I'm a farmer. You build furniture. We trade furniture for food or whatever. Yeah. And it's a bartering system that because there's no money, there's nobody telling us what to do. There's no middleman. We just figure this shit out. Like, right. you know, we just want to be free. My mind was just blown. Like I went home and I didn't know what to do. I was like, I just learned all this shit about world war two and yeah. like, all this stuff with like the Nazis in America and people are put into certain positions of power and it's all fed. And I was just like, that's what that whole thing is. I was like, there's this whole world that like pieces are put together. They don't show you because you're fed. Yeah. And this was like 90, this is like 94, 95, 96. This is when the internet just came out and I was like, holy shit. And at this time I'd only done like mushrooms like one time. And that's when I was like in eighth grade. So I, you know, I didn't really see it from that spectrum. So I was just like, holy shit. Like, you, you did know, mushrooms in eighth grade? Yeah. because I did mushrooms when I was like 27 years old. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. It's yeah. just a little behind the... <laughs> yeah, but it's like that. It's where, that's where I grew up with. I had an older sister who used to party, you know. You know, at that time I was thinking, I'm going to go to school for computer science and I'm going to go into business and I'm going to wear a suit and a tie And after I get out of this whole punk rock thing. And after that I was like, oh no, dude, you don't have to do that. You can be weird as fuck and so that's when i was like okay like feed me more knowledge so that's when i started reading all these things that and that was also through the music like when you started listening like to that type of punk rock it started like opening up all these doors and like i the message changed Mm -hmm. you know the something sparked in my brain and so i was like okay now i have to play the field because now i I, i'm digging what this guy's saying i'm kind of seeing how this world goes and then i have like like, philosophically play the field not like not but like with ladies yeah. or, or with ladies too. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it was just like one of those things where I was like, okay, I have this world. Ladies. Ladies. And then it was also the world of, I have to play the normal Joe. Like I have to be the guy that's just like, you buy a truck, you watch TV, you read the news and you like sports. Well, be- yeah, but you, okay. But you didn't really, you didn't really like go down that road too far. Do, do you feel like you did? Like Which down one? normal Joe road? I tried. You did? I tried. I tried. I get a job. I mm-hmm. went and I worked at AAA Insurance because this is before I went to college. I was like, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go get a normal job, uh-huh. um, get an apartment with some dudes, talk about video games yeah. and girls and 
you know, listen to my music on the side. Just kind of wait this out. Kind of, and just, I thought that that's what you did. I thought you just grew up. And yeah. I tried. I fucking tried so hard. I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, okay, here I am. I go to sh- go to work in my fucking tie. I work in insurance, you know, sales. I work on claims. Like At that point in your life, how, how what, what percentage of your body was covered in tattoos? Um, none. None? Okay. Oh, I had this- one. No, I had one tattoo. Mm-hmm. I got a tattoo when I was like 19. I got a crucified skinhead on my back. And that was my first tattoo. <laughs> oh, wow. You really hate skinheads. Yeah. No, I mean, no. But it's like, it's, it's a whole thing, too. I mean, it's like probably one of my most favorite Not tattoos. that I like skinheads. I'm yeah. very anti-skinhead. Yeah. Just for the record. Yeah, Nazis. Boneheads. Well, Bonehead, yeah. Yeah. Boneheads are what they call racist skinheads, right? And so... Yeah, nobody likes boneheads. Plus, those aren't real skinheads, dude. Those are guys that just are dressing the part because they don't know any better. But yeah. real skinheads, real skinheads love reggae, and yeah. they're I have I have brothers and sisters across this planet who are skinheads in high and low places that uh-huh. you would never think about. My friends in Korea, my friends in Japan, my friends in Mexico, my friends in Canada, my friends over here in England and all over Europe. I mean, yeah. What once you get into that like culture? Mm-hmm. You have friends for life. I can, I mean, because of the tattoo that I have, like I, when I was like, I went to go visit my cousin when he went to BU, there was all these skinheads hanging out in Boston. And I went up to him and I was like, Hey, what's up skinheads? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, Hey, I'm like, I'm from San Diego. And they're like, cool. That's cool. I was like, yeah, I'm into the whole thing. Like they're like, cool, dude, you fucking, let's go drink some beers. And it was just, it was like that because it's a camaraderie because I think it's like with anything you get into, you have that that fellowship. And that was like my other family. And I, and I still have friends to this day. They're like still into it. And, and you know, and I love them and, and I'll pick on them too. Like I'll see him like, like I'll like see skinheads and I'll like say some shit to him. Like, Oh, what's up Nazi? Cause I know, but I'll know what, from what they're wearing, I can identify that they're not yeah. racist or whatever. And like boys and like guys and girls. And like, I'll say shit to them and you they'll identify like, them by their plumage, by their plumage. Yeah. And like, I'll catch them off guard and I'll, they'll be like, what? And I'm like, I'm just kidding, dude. Like the example, like this summer I was at this chopper show motorcycle show and there was like these skinheads i saw come up and i went up to him and i was like hey dude i was like hey fucking what's up there working class like where's your crucified at and the dude was like was like what the fuck you hippie and i was like bro i'm all i got a fucking crucified he's like we're under all that hair i was like yeah we like gave each other hugs and we were like okay dude you're fucking cool like it's just because it's something that you have prideful in your whole life you should write a guide to skinheads i don't know that much kind of like a no just it could just be like a like a bird watcher's guide that you could like use to identify them in the wild. Yeah, I know? mean for the average Joey, but I love them. I mean, I I love. I mean, it's because I mean, it's like what this how the saying goes. It's like what music you listen to when you start having sex is what you're gonna be listening to for the rest of your life. So for me, it was like my first girlfriend. Right, we were both into like rock steady and reggae and skinhead yeah. reggae and stuff, and we started boning at that age. You know, when we were like 15, 16, 17, and I still love that music. And I think that you can ask any like you can ask some old dude like. You know, why do you still listen to that 50s music? And he's like, well, you know, fuck, that's when I start boning your mom, dude. Like, that's the music I like to listen to, you know? All that type of stuff, like, is just super important to me. And and like my my buddy Rob, who owns Flying Panther Tattoos, that's done most of my tattoos, we met because we were both skinheads. And now he's like a dad and his kids. And like, he's so far from that. But the crew that he ran around with, they were called the Flying Elephants. And they're a bunch of group. Like, you heard of Flogging Molly? Uh-huh. Matt Hensley, professional uh-huh. skateboarder. Just got yeah. the, you know, skater of the, you know, Lifetime Achievement Award. Skinhead. I met him when I was 16. Big scooter guy. Um, so many bands that you wouldn't suspect, like, no doubt. Like, two of those dudes were like skinheads or whatever. And they may not dress that part. But it's like something that's in your heart or whatever. Gwen Stefani. A lot of people don't know this fully admitted Nazi. 
join the Nazi. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? Yeah. You could Orange County, right? Cause I, it's like I had you for a second there. Your yeah. eyes got big. Because I, like, I could believe it. Like, I could probably be like, okay, well, maybe she did this whole thing. Things are different out in Long Beach, all right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. All right. So let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to, as as I've, a lot of people, I'm sure, are just like sitting on the edge of their seats waiting for. Let's bring it back to Satan. One of the reasons why we're having this conversation is I had Kristen. Kristen Michelle... She Walter Austin. She's so many names now. Oh, she's got a lot. She's cat. Uh, I like- had her over the other day, and I have this, uh, I have this dream where I get you and her arguing about the um, concept of Satan because you have a kind of a very n- like nouveau idea, like kind of uh, Anton Lavey type, uh, uh, and Lucien Lucien Greaves. Okay. Like I think he's okay. like he's like the the new leader of the Satanic Temple or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she thinks that there are satanic cabals inside the government that are running uh, child sex slavery yeah, rings. Yeah, whatever. She, she absolutely believes that, and there's there's uh, there's some evidence for it, I have to admit. But uh, wait, where is where is this uh, difference between the Satans? Like, who is your Satan and who is her Satan? Why are they... Why is one such an asshole? My Satan is um, my savior, the Dark Lord. Um... <laughs> You may have seen him at uh, Washington, D.C. in a statue, um, George Washington, uh-huh. um, in the reference of the Baphomet. What, there's a statue of George Washington? In the really... same pose as the Baphomet in oh, Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and so um, I'm part of this group called the Bohemian Grove. And um, basically, we as a group have a secret cabal, as you'd say, in uh, we all work in government, and I'm divulging this information now. We have this addiction to what we like to call adrenochrome. Okay. You know they're not going to like it if you go out and say that you're part of them. <laughs> oh, be, that's right. They're going to find you. I'm never going to be in now. <laughs> Fuck. We have this addiction to adrenochrome. And so basically what happens is we torture children um, through the Monarch program, through uh-huh. MKUltra. And... When they're tortured, they produce this substance in their blood called adrenochrome, and that's what we're addicted to. So as we are reptilian shapeshifters, once the child, the child is murdered or killed I, in a specific thing, we drink this blood, and that's how we live forever. Yeah. And that's my Satan. My new drinking game on this podcast is like how long, how deep into the podcast do we have to go before somebody mentions aliens? Yeah, right? Oh, <laughs> my favorite shit. Reptilian agenda, twelfth um, planet. So, like the the there's that that school of evil that's out there. The these uh, these reptilians. Yes, but then there's also self empowerment. Do it thou wilt. I feel to me means basically do what you're gonna do, whatever the fuck you want. But know that there's boundaries in society. But there's also there's consequences. Um. I think uh, I think like a focus on consequences is uh, central to the whole idea of Satanism, as I understand. It's kind of the 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 fun version of Satanism, like the character on Silicon Valley is into. Yeah, it's a lot of focus on making sure that you understand that if you do something, there's consequences mm-hmm. for it, and if you're good with those consequences, that's fine. Don't walk around being like murdering people. Yeah, or if you're going to murder people, you know, just be ready to know that society's going to try to crush you as, as and fast they will as crush possible. you. Yeah. It will crush you. And then okay, I understand Kristen's beliefs and I and I respect them as I've said earlier in this podcast. Enjoy your indulgences. If you like doing drugs, fuck it. I love drugs. But it's like, you know, you know that there's consequences. Yeah. And you know that there's, you know, if you do a bunch of them, you can go down a certain path and you know how to re, you know, 
sort that shit out. You know that you can't be an asshole. I know that there's idol worship, right? And so, because people have logically have to see patterns. You're saying that, idol worship, like I D O L, like the worship of like I- idols. Yeah. Or so, like idol worship, like like what you just where people just aren't <laughs> putting much previous, effort into it. Okay. Previous. So basically, you know, you have to put a label on. It. Our brain wants to see patterns. Uh huh. Subconsciously, we want to see patterns in everything. We want to see faces in. We want to look at a couch and be like, that thing looks like a face because it looks like a human face, so I can relate to it. I mean, that's everything from burying our dead, right? Yeah. What we did back in the day when we were like, when we came, became naked apes, to like having a shaman. That whole thing is having some. We need some people just need somebody to to guide them. Yeah. To, do something. Have you have you read um, that book, uh, Understanding Comics? I have not. Oh, you, you. I think I have it. I'll send it home with you. It's this comic book about how to read comics. Mm-hmm. But what it mostly is, it's about how we like see symbols and f- fill in the details of a symbolic representation yeah. with our own uh, details, and that it is the way that we are able to kind of run like simulations of our lives. Yeah, like expand and grow through. But that's everything. Yeah. I mean, that's that's all Jungian. That's all Joseph Campbell. Yeah. That's that whole thing. And I think that's fascinating. That's great. And I and I I I will not shame somebody for being whatever religion. But when you put somebody down because they're different from you and not accept them, that's when you've kind of lost like the whole touch with like reality, you know, mm-hmm. with, not reality, but with like life, the true meaning of everything. Because I don't know. You seem pretty judgy of the reptilians and their adrenochrome <laughs> addiction. I don't judge them. I just think that it's, <laughs> you know, it's cool. Like, hey, I'll hey, try anything once, right? You know? Yeah. So the way I see Satanism is this. You're a human. We're fuck. That's a word we put on it. We're naked apes. We're mm-hmm. animals. We're wearing clothes right now. Wearing, I just want everyone to we're know. Every, we're wearing clothes, but as naked apes, we are just trying to figure this shit out. You're born and you die. Uh-huh. And that's all you know. And you we're scared of death, right? We don't know what comes after this. You know, we put these ideas of like you're gonna go to a place like a heaven or a hell. Yeah. To put fear into people, to guide them to a certain path. And some people need that. There are some places in the world where people aren't educated and their only education is through this religion that runs their town. Like if you're gonna go into like you know, parts of Mexico and whatever place. I mean that's cool. Like I get it and I feel sad. Wherever they filmed Coco. Yeah, wherever they feel Coco, the Congo, or whatever. There's a lot so, of ghosts there so for some reason. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so I feel like, you know, that... that Coco ghost. I, I will accept everybody, and I will, you know... And, and I'm, I, I'll am i learn about Catholicism. I don't know much about it, but I think it's cool. Like, yeah. if that stokes you, as I was saying earlier, if it stokes you out, that's they cool. they got nice windows. Nice nice windows, yeah. That's, when I think of Catholicism, that's what my... I'm like, nice windows, the priests seem ill-behaved. Ill be, you know, and but that's the thing. It's like... But the windows, the windows are okay. Cause, because the whole Satanism thing, it's like, that's a Christian word, right? Because you need to put a... Or Lucifer, it's a definition right. of it, where, to me, it's just like, because I don't have a word to explain how I feel about people. Anybody can judge me however they want. They can think I'm a tattoo. I'm doing it right tattoos. now. Hey, that's totally you, can cool. you feel judgment rays coming out yeah, of Yeah, I, I totally feel. But, but, this, no but you know, this is the way I see it, though. And this is the way to see it through Satanism is that somebody can feel that way. But that, that's the way they want to feel. That's I don't have the I don't have the right to know what they feel about me. I don't have the right to change their idea about they feel me. You're your own person. And I respect that. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, why do you feel this way about me? Because... I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And that's how you see is another word for Satanism. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'll do whatever the fuck I want because I'm my own person. And it, you can either accept me 
And if you don't, that's cool. Somebody else is going to. Yeah. My mom's. My mom says I'm handsome. My lady says I'm handsome. I mean, fucking try anything once, you know? Like, everybody growing up had that same-sex friend they yeah. experimented with, right? I mean, like, it's fucking not weird. It's interesting. I've been thinking a lot about Satanism. The last couple days I've been reading this book that really talks about uh, integrating the shadow self yeah. and about how people who do everything they can to push off their shadow self yeah. inevitably make the shadow stronger and then it comes in and for sure their life like if you want to do drugs and have sex with men but instead you become a christian preacher who says it's wrong to do drugs and have sex with men sure as shit you're gonna get caught in a hotel room with some gay hookers and a bunch of men for sure a hundred percent and so one thing when i think about satanism and kind of like like especially the anton Levey kind of like hey like do what's do what's like rad and like dress cool and like you know take revenge it's awesome but just know that like you're gonna have to you know it's it's this kind of like it's like a pressure valve on your on your shadow side like don't push your shadow side off so hard you know yeah, yeah. do a couple of the crazy things like if yeah you, like yeah if you and your buddy want to like touch wieners one time fucking you know, do it do it like yeah it's no big deal like i mean you know try everything once so this has all been a preamble to yeah. uh an invitation hey <laughs> whatever we do we got to do you know like hey rescind it rescind it you know, it, it, it's accepting yourself and accepting mm -hmm. how fucking weird you are and say and, and coming to a point where you can say, you know what, mm -hmm. I am fucking weird and so, buddy, and so is everybody else. Yeah. And they're trying to hide it and they're not, you know, they're not, they just, it, it, maybe it's a religion thing that like you suppress this, but you shouldn't suppress your feelings. If you like to weird, watch weird kinky shit and you have a weird kink, Fucking go for it, dude. Yeah. Like, that's rad. That's rad that you're into that. And when you can accept it and just be like, you know what, and be comfortable with it, I feel like there's so much freedom. And that's like the whole thing. You and I are about the same age, right? Are you 39? 39. I'll be 30. 40 in November. Okay. Oh, I'm one month older than you. I'm 40 I'm forty in October. Yeah. Um, I was reading something about midlife crises. <laughs> and uh, they said that one of the things that's happening during a midlife crisis is you look back and you see the pattern of that when you were a child, everything was possible. And little by little, you've been winnowed down to this thing. And, and the, the, the parts of your um, uh, character that were weird, you either learned how to hide them or shed them. Mm -hmm. And now you've like, like gone down, down, down to this like little thing. But you miss that fluid identity that you had when like when you were a kid. It's why like when you were a kid, you could like you could be playing like. Uh, cops and robbers one second then you're robots then you're ninja mm -hmm. turtles and it's just yeah. like you're like jumping from identity to identity yeah now uh, we have to pay two hundred dollars to take improv classes yeah, if we want right. to right. make believe it's it's kind of sad yeah i mean i don't know man i just i feel that i mean it wasn't like a latchkey kid but i got to you know i just i had no qualms about being weird i was yeah. like fuck it i'm into weird shit like i don't care like i listen to weird music and i love it i i just i don't know i want people to embrace that it, but it's i know it's hard for people i know it's hard for people that come from different families that, that it, it families don't accept them yeah you know but and and me and my younger sister we're loud people we're loud <laughs> funny people because i have a loud funny mom who's a hairstylist and she still has been do, you know she still does hair to this day and we're allowed to be whatever the fuck we want my sister was a my sister is an engineer. Okay, my sister's a fucking geoengineer. She's a madam. She fucking her her Do you want to do you want to admit that your sister's a madam on a yeah, podcast? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. She doesn't okay. care. I mean, right. like, you know, deals drugs. She's a fucking engineer. She 
<laughs> loves Blackman or her boyfriend Laffy. Lafayette lives in Texas. He, you know, Jessica Simpson. He just installed a. He has he has his own company like installing and fixing pianos. Just dropped a piano at Jessica Simpson's house. Like, nice. Dude has money and she loves this dude. Dude he used to live here in San Diego. Did some gangster shit. But she goes out there to visit him in Texas. And you know we just we we've had a pretty insane like growing up because we did whatever the fuck we want because we accepted my sister's hood she's a white girl but she loves black dudes and she's fucking hood she's a gangster my sister is a legitimate gangster well travis uh i believe i'm actually running out of space on my hard drive which is a stupid reason to have to stop an interview because don't you have the cloud don't you have iCloud or fucking google drive yeah technology, i do dude? like god i damn. just it's just bad management it's that it doesn't come down to anything so but that boring. but i had a really good time talking to you tonight we talked uh for quite a while and uh i'm definitely gonna get you and Kristen in the room let's do it and uh i'm gonna I'm, maybe she'll open your eyes to, or maybe she'll open both her eyes. You know, because I, I'm probably I, a little bit more on your side. I have side. an idea where she's coming from. With, yeah. Cause you know, I, I mean, I check in dude. I like weird shit. I check in with QAnon and RN on and I want to, I know how pe- many anons are there? So many, I don't know. 26, uh, non bread, garlic, non garlic, <laughs> punani. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> but, the best yeah, I, I think we should get her in here. Yeah. We'll check in and then, uh, we'll just get more weird yeah. and you know what? I'm going to accept whatever she has to say and hopefully she sees right. Yeah. And you know, we're probably, we're probably both mutual and I'll, I'll learn about POTUS. I'll learn about number 45. So he has to say and see why people think he's awesome or whatever. And I'll listen, yeah. you know, I just, you know, from my standpoint, like I want to, I just love people and I just don't like, I don't, I don't, I don't think she represents your average Trump supporter, I know. but she must represent a portion of Trump supporters. You I know? think it's the, the, the portion she represents from my idea, from what I've listened to the QAnon people or the people that think that he is the one that's going to be changing the, the country yeah. from the way that these global elites and Illuminati people are, are, have been running it for so long that he's the one that's going to be correcting all these issues which i'm like i don't even know if he's that smart to do that i mean and, and if it's been going so good for these people why are they gonna stop now you all know right. what i mean i'm not gonna let you to like turn my podcast into to a q anon podcast no no like, no, I, no, I, no no but i don't want that be- being like one of my main keywords that comes up in all my searches but fucking seo dude bring it in there get some more people because <laughs> i just posted well just in, i know we gotta wrap this up but i have posted some shit like on the instagram with a picture about q anon i just tagged it and i said some things because he's been talking he's been going off this week about some shit yeah. so i was just like i put these keywords in there like zim and this financial crisis that we're running into with them trying to change it to the like gold dollar zim? No, no, no. It's something you just have to check. Okay, just, all right. Just well, check we'll, we'll get to it another time. Yeah. So we'll bring it in. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We're going to get fucking mad weird. You're going to get an external hard drive. Yeah. And we're going to do this, and it's going to be amazing. It's all coming to come together. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. It has been another episode of Conversations with Kirk. My guest has been Travis Ripley. You can find me at as at Travis, Rip, Travis Ripley, T-R-A-V-E-Z-R-I-P-L-E-Y, on the Instagram, Twitter, and uh you know, uh, just ask me some questions. Do you, have a we- do you have a website? I don't yet. We got to get you one. Well, that's what I'm going to school for right now. I'm going to some boot camps and figuring All it right. out with Kristen. Well, I'm as a mentor, Kristen's husband, Brian Austin. Nice. Who I get to ask all my questions from. Uh, it's kind of, you know, the guy that's leading me on the right path. Yeah. Towards a. We'll get else. Brian so, on one of these conversations oh, too. Dude, you have to. He's amazing. Yeah. Gorgeous human. All right. Till next time. Till next time, guys. <laughs>